Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is Arsenal Agenda Series covering all things Arsenal this week. Uh, I'm joined this morning by Umar. How are you doing, mate? You good? You well? Yeah, not bad, Tom. Um, good to be back. Um, but yeah, hope you're good as well. Yes, not bad. Not bad. Just quickly before we go into today's show, I just want to share with you uh, a brand new publication from uh, our site, Reach PLC, which is celebrating, of course, the fantastic thing that is the continual growth of, of the women's game. And you can get a monthly magazine now uh, of wall-to-wall women's football, including our very own Arsenal women's team, of course. So uh, if you want to know a bit more, head over to the link in the description and uh, you can grab yours and order yours today. So I encourage you to do so because uh, we're hoping that Arsenal women's can turn things around after a little bit of a disappointing start, you know, not in the Champions League this season, but a uh, good result of the weekend. Katie McCabe, I don't know if you, did you see Kate McCabe's goal? It was quite, yeah, quite the strike, yeah. pretty much. He yeah. only scores bangers. Bangers, so, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's a brilliant strike. So, yes, please head down to the link in the description uh, and get your hands on, on the latest magazine. Um, let's talk about the, the men's team because uh, obviously we had success in the Champions League this week uh, and obviously saw us beat Severe, which me and you reacted to in the wake of, of that result. But there's been obviously some uh, story and suggestions following out of that game. Arsenal back to the top of the group, four points clear of third. We've seen Newcastle beaten by Dortmund last night. PSG getting back to the top of their group. Manchester City, of course, another uh, clean sweep of their first three games, as usual for them in the group stages, beating Young Boys 3-1, although it was a, more of a challenge maybe than they thought it might have been. Uh, some impressive results for Celtic, drawing with Atletico Madrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Feyenoord and Santiago Jimenez score a couple of goals against Lazio as well. It's his first Champions League game, two goals. Uh, he's proven to be quite a hell of a talent. We'll talk about him and Strikers in a little bit, but... How much are you putting on Arsenal's uh, credentials to win the Champions League this season, Omar? You know what? It's interesting. Um, did you see Michael Owen's comments? No, um, I haven't. Tell me about Michael Owen's comments. So, yeah. I'm trying to, to fair, avoid yeah, them. Try, that's, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's, only, it's only positive, um, so which is a good thing. But post-match after the Arsenal um, game against Sevilla, he was asked about Arsenal's potential credentials about um, winning this competition. And he basically said what I think and what most fans, I believe, think as well in terms of Arsenal. When you look at all the teams in this competition, you'd probably say Arsenal, in terms of ability, are the second, third best team in this competition after Manchester City. Um, Then obviously you put Real Madrid into into the equation. And then you look at the other teams. I know Bayern Munich have got Harry Kane. They've had a good start um, yeah. to the competition. They've won three on the bounce. Um, you've got Paris Saint-Germain, a bit inconsistent. I think, um, I, I don't really see it with PSG. I think when it comes to the bigger games, they just bottle it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> and you look at Arsenal, and they've got a chance here in this tournament. And Michael Owen said, the only thing that will probably be a hindrance to Arsenal in this competition is the lack of experience. <laughs> yeah, it's a lack of experience in big competitions because look how long it took Manchester City to win the Champions League. They had all the financial backing, they had all the best players, they had the best manager in the world, and they still took them until last year to get the biggest um, uh, trophy in club competition. I think he thinks it could be a bit similar with Arsenal, but when you talk about ability, when you talk about players, when you talk about um, the squad, the manager, 
Arsenal do have a chance to go all the way. And I think we sat here a few weeks ago, myself and you, and we spoke about the fact that every year when you look in the Champions League, there's teams that come out of nowhere that get to the last stages of the tournament. Last season, who was it? Inter Milan, AC Milan. There was another team that I can't remember. Leipzig, Villarreal. Yeah, Leipzig. Um, And then a few years ago, Lyon had a great run when they beat Manchester Mm. City. And I'm not saying Arsenal are in that bracket. Monaco as well, yeah. I'm not saying Arsenal are in that bracket because I think Arsenal are better than all those teams mentioned. But why can't Arsenal have a similar run in this competition? Obviously, it's going to depend on who we get. Obviously, potentially, fingers crossed, we get into the last 16. Um, But if we get a favourable draw, if we get past that um, last 16 hurdle, you get to the quarterfinals, you get to the semifinals, then anything can happen. So, yeah, yeah, I think think it all depends on the draw. I think when you look at ability, Arsenal have got a great chance. But I think experience is going to be a big thing. But to go to one of the toughest grounds in Europe, Sevilla, and get a win there, Real Madrid didn't get that on the weekend. Oh, the fact that we've gone there and won, it's, it's a big compliment to the players and the manager. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. Um, I think I think Arsenal are you know, going to be in a position now where there is an expectation for them to, to win nearly every single game and, and that includes games like Sevilla and of course Lons, which Arsenal weren't able to do, but also, when it comes back to the Premier League and we've got Sheffield United, but then we go away to Newcastle, Arsenal are going to be expected to, to win that game, even though it's a very, very tough test indeed. Uh, it will be a Newcastle that are without Sandro Tonali, though, because he's exactly. facing a 10-month ban. It's a bit of a boost, I guess, for any team facing them and a, a big, big blow to them. Yeah, massive blow. And they've suffered two big injuries last night. Jacob Murphy, serious injury. Isaac, mm. another serious injury. They were mm. already without Harvey Barnes. Uh, Botman is out. So we could be potentially going to St. James's Park with um, with us potentially facing a Newcastle team which have a lot of injury worries. I think Willock came back yesterday. I'm pretty sure he came back against Dortmund. But yes, Dortmund showed yesterday that Newcastle are beatable. Look, we've done the job on them last season at St. James's Park. We are fantastic. Jorginho in the middle of the park. It was a very good performance away from home. And why can't Arsenal go there next weekend and put in a similar performance because no disrespect to Newcastle, but we should be going there and and winning if we want to win the Premier League title, if we want to have any hopes of winning it. But I'm looking forward to this weekend. We've got Sheffield United first and then we've got a Carabao Cup clash against West Ham in in midweek. So those are the first objectives that we have to get past. But I'm looking forward to um, what's ahead. Uh, it was a, a dislocated shoulder yeah. for Murphy uh, in that game. Isaac apparently had a groin injury. Is there, has it been confirmed that Isaac's out for... Yeah, apparently, apparently it's, not, it's not looking good, Eddie Howe said, post-match. Okay, okay. Elliot Anderson was missing from the matchday squad uh, as well after suffering a back injury as well. So, yeah, really... Uh... <laughs> Uh, being hit by injuries, I'm trying not to smile because injuries are a good thing in, in <laughs> yeah. general terms. But you know, it's obviously it's, it's positive for Arsenal. We won't have to go up against those. And you know, Arsenal have had so many players missing at, at key times with them. Did Tenali play last night? I'm not game? sure to be honest. I didn't watch it. I'll have uh, a quick look in their defeat to uh, to Borussia Dortmund. He 
didn't start. He was on the bench, but he came on. He came on in the game. So, um, yeah, you'd imagine it would be Joel Linton, Gimaraish and, and Longstaff, probably that three when they play Arsenal. But mm. Callum Wilson will be uh, up front, we can imagine, for that fixture. Um, Joe Willock back as well from from injury too. Uh, a friend of mine, Charlie, uh, from uh, from Haters, I think it was, that, that spoke to him after the game. And I think he was talking for Sky, actually, with, with Willock and like, his whole rehabilitation yeah, sure. process. Yeah. Very... Um, complimentary of, of Eddie Howe and that. So maybe Willock will be up against Arsenal um, when we play Newcastle in a couple of weeks' time. We've got Sheffield United first, of course, though, and our, our kind of thoughts will turn to that, I think, more tomorrow uh, with our final show of the week. But a couple of uh, transfer lines to talk about. Speaking of strikers, um, Ivan Tony. There's been suggestions that the price tag would be, be about £65 million. Chelsea, very keen. Arsenal said to have an interest as well. Is that too much for Tony? You know what? I saw a lot of lines yesterday saying that it's it's a good price. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, uh, and I was thinking to myself, well, if sixty five million pounds is a good price, mm. then we've come. A long yeah, what way. is a bad <laughs> price? <laughs> Hundred million quid for time. Exactly. But you know what? I said to you um, a few weeks ago that Tony would be a good signing, but over the last few games. Maybe Arsenal's objective should be to sign a wide forward with pace. Because I look at the game against Sevilla, I look at the game against Chelsea, and I look at the previous games that we've had. Look, at times we do struggle to put the ball in the back of the net. But I think like when you look at Arsenal, I mean, you look at explosiveness, who is the only wide forward with pace that we have? Martinelli. Martinelli, yeah. I mean, Saka's fast, but he's not like, looked... But, does, you know. but but is Saka the type of player that goes in behind? He likes the ball to feet, doesn't he, most of the time? Uh, you know, the goal that Martinelli scored against Sevilla, I don't, I don't think I've seen that from Saka. That's what I mean. I might be wrong, but I don't remember seeing him uh, score yeah. that type of goal. I, I can't remember myself, to, to, to be honest. So I look at Arsenal, and I think when Martinelli has been out, obviously he was out with that hamstring injury that he suffered against Everton, we lacked a bit of dimension. A little, a, a lot of pace going forwards, and it was always defeat. And I think when you get to the second half of the season, when you get to the biggest games domestically and in Europe, you need players that can get in behind. You look at Liverpool. How many options do they have? Mohamed Salah, Jota, Diaz, Darwin Nunez can do a job there. Cody Gakpo. How many options do Manchester City have? They've signed Doku, uh, Grealish. Foden can do a job there. Alvarez, so many options there. And I think Arsenal, you look at Pedro Neto, and again, we don't know what the situation is with Wolves. Obviously, they could be in a relegation battle this season. Do they really want to sell their prized asset in January? Again, it, it could be a bit difficult you to get You to me you'd rather Tony than Neto, though. I've changed, that's, yeah, before. I did. That's, and, so you changed your mind? I've changed my mind only because of the fact that in the past oh, few games, yeah, only because in the past few games, I think Arsenal do lack a bit of pace. Mm. Trossard is not the quickest. He likes the ball nope. to his feet. Reese Nelson, yeah, he's quick, but he's not that type of player that's going to go in behind. Mm. Pedro Neto, he's good with the ball. He knows how to carry it. He knows how to take players on. But he's got that yards that you want. And like against Sevilla, like when you're under the cosh in these big European games, 
you're defending. Imagine us in the Bernabeu at the San Siro yeah. against Paris Saint-Germain when, when the teams are piling on the pressure. You need an option to counter-attack. And Martinelli's good, but another option like Pedro Neto could be fantastic. I don't, I don't know yeah. if you agree. What's your take on it? I think... Um... For me, you know, Tony, I've been pretty forthright on about my view on, on him. You know, I, I don't think that's the right profile of strike. I don't think he's an upgrade on Jesus. So I, I wouldn't be investing that much in him. Well, I'd rather invest the money in another competitor for, for Saka, as you say, like Neto. I think it'd be a really good option. I'd go to Borbs and be like, look, he's £40 million as an opening offer. Tell us what you think about that. Is it, you know, are we getting closer to kind of towards what you'd accept? I don't think I'd go much over 60 for him, um, to be honest. I think that, that's a big, big, investment uh, for Neto especially considering that that injury record but that said I don't really care about injury records anymore because everyone gets injured at Arsenal um, I like if you're going for a striker you know I mentioned this earlier in the show Santiago Jimenez scoring twice on his debut for Feyenoord in the Champions League that's 15 goals in 11 games this season um, he scored 13 goals in the last 19 games of the Eredivisie last season so it's not like it's just this season he's burst onto the scene you know this is a continuation whereas Tony Last season, he got 14 non-penalty goals in the Premier League and he got seven, I think it was, the season before that. You know, as a 27 and 28-year-old, I'm looking at this guy at 21-22 doing this, yes, in the Eredivisie, but, you know, look at Gakpo's transition. Look at Luis Suarez when he came from Ajax. You know, it's not to say that, that the Eredivisie is a league that you can't transition. Look at Xavi Simmons at RB Leipzig doing brilliantly yeah. um, in the Bundesliga. Well. He scored his first goal, I think, in the Champions League last night. So... Yeah. And PSV beat us last season. It's worth remembering uh, with with Gakpo and Simmons in that side. So, you know, do not discount players because of the leagues that they play in. And I think it's best to look at players that have a ceiling that's higher maybe than what we've got. The other one to look out for is Benjamin Sesko. You've got Victor Boniface um, at... Yeah, like uh, uh, where is it? Um, Leverkusen. Leverkusen, yeah, yeah, that's right. Playing with Granite Xhaka. Um, did you see Xhaka's assist, by the way? Uh, did you see that little finish in training? Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, he's look. I, I think we missed the guy. I really do. I know. Yeah, yeah, I miss him as well. Haven't rated him, but I think we have missed him this season. I would have loved to have seen Rice and Jacker play together. Hmm. I would have really been interested to see what those two would have been like as a pair. Um, so I think it's a shame that he's gone. I miss him from the mix zones. I miss him scaring me. Um, it seems like he's peaking, <laughs> isn't it? As he gets older. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I just didn't see him being a player that was declining with age, really, because yeah. he's such a because of the style that he plays. Um, sticking with Chelsea, because they were linked, obviously, with, with Tony. Uh, Ramsdale is being talked about as maybe an upgrade on Robert Sanchez. I'd be fuming if Arsenal allowed Ramsdale to go to Chelsea. I'd be absolutely in, in what's the word? Just so incessant. Is that the right word? With, with anger? Sick <laughs> to your stomach? Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a fine way of putting it. Yeah, um, I know. What would you what do you make of this rumor? You know what? It's interesting. It is very very interesting because it's funny. Thierry Henry uh, he was asked about David Raya and Aaron Ramsdale situation uh, on CBS, I think it was, and he said like at one point he stopped breathing when David Raya made that mistake or when he plays out from the back. And I look at this situation and I know Mikel Arteta keeps being persistent saying we need to have two players in every position. I just I just can't see it in the goalkeeping department. The goalkeeper, yeah. yeah I, I can't see it because yeah, he's not playing. He doesn't want to play Carabao Cup games. No. I know he's going to come in against West Ham, but 
Who was talking about Matt Turner last season? Like we weren't. It wasn't a discussion, was it? No. Like we were just saying Rams are doing quite well. You know, yes, he's not. I wouldn't. You know, he's not the best of the best. But I mean, he was voted in with all the best keepers in the Ballon d'Or for keepers this yeah. year. You know, yeah. exactly. And exactly. And I look at the situation right now, and I just think I agree with you. I think. David Wright can make as many mistakes, as many hiccups as he likes. I just think Mikel Arteta, he's made his mind up right now with his number one goalkeeper at Arsenal. And I think it's, I think it's unfortunate for Aaron Ramsdale because I think he's been harshly done by, if, if I'm being completely honest. And I look at the potential suitors that could probably want Aaron Ramsdale if he was mm. to leave. You'd probably say Chelsea will be one of them because their goalkeeper is not the best. Sanchez, I think he looks like a bag of nerves every time I see him play. And I think that could be an improvement for Pochettino because you get a goalkeeper that has played at the highest level that could potentially be England's number one. Let's, let's not yeah. forget. Um, someone that likes playing out from the back, is confident, is comfortable. But also look at other teams. Newcastle United. And people may say to me, Nick Pope. Mm. Yeah, Nick Pope is a fantastic goalkeeper. He made a great double save yesterday against Dortmund. Ramsdale's better than him. But Ramsdale's better than him. Ramsdale's mm. better than him. Eddie Howe, had number one, has worked with Aaron Ramsdale before. He knows how he is as a goalkeeper. And if yep. Newcastle want to get continually to the elite level, they will need to improve Nick Pope in a couple of years' time or even in the summer upcoming. Because you want a goalkeeper that can play out from the back, to be honest. And I don't think Nick Pope is the most comfortable in that department. So Aaron Ramsdale, that could be the perfect club for him, Newcastle United. And the dark horse, Bayern Munich. They're in need of a goalkeeper, aren't they? Yeah, they'll replace one more Neuer one day. So... Yeah, I think they've you... been mentioned as well. as, yeah. as And they wanted David Raya. They were interested in Raya as well. So... But what's the yeah. price? What's the price you're talking about? I was going to say to you. I was going to ask you what you thought. I what just what were you selling for? Sixty million. Yeah, I mean, I said someone said to me last night. I was doing a show talking about this, and they said they couldn't see us really getting much more than what we paid for him. And you know, I said, "What's so like forty million pounds? Do you think?" And and I see where they're coming from because he's not playing. You know, like think about what people were asking for Tierney. Like people wanted like thirty, forty million quid for Tierney, we couldn't sell him. We had to loan him, you know, last year, last summer, rather. Um, but do you think there's a lot of a, goalkeepers, though? At there isn't level. a lot of goalkeepers at that level. No, mm. you're right. And there is a lot of more demand, I think, for goalkeepers. I If, if Arsenal got upwards of £50 million for Ramsdale, you know, I, I think we'd done very well, to be honest. So, some people say 60, some people say 70 in the chat. I see Ray Beam there saying... I think if Arsenal got upwards of 50 million, we we would have done very, very well. I mean, naming keepers that have gone for more than 50 million quid, there's not loads. It's not a position that, you know, garners that type of fee. You know, Kepa was a bit of an outlier for Chelsea. That's warped that. that. I don't know what Man City played for Edison. Do you know? Uh, I don't even know. Maybe, maybe probably in the Edison. region of 40 million, probably, you know. that 34.7 they mm. paid. Uh, Liverpool sign Allison. How much did Liverpool sign Allison for? I think this was the most expensive goalkeeper, was it? Yeah. Uh, 67 million. Mm. So you cut, I don't think 70 million is happening, you know, for Ramsdale. Allison costs 67 million and he's, 
in my view, probably the best keeper in the world. Um, and I think that if Arsenal can get 50, they've done a very good job. But I yeah. I, I don't necessarily think that we should be selling. I don't, you know, I mean. I'm not convinced yet that Raya is the guy. That's what I mean. The good thing about this David Raya deal is a loan deal mm. right now. We don't have an obligation to buy. Uh, as, as far I don't as know way. if it becomes yeah, it's, it's, an obligation. Like, if like I, I don't know the details of the deal enough. I, I all I know is that like you know it's obviously a loan with, which has the option. Which Brentford, from speaking to people close to the club, are you know adamant that that this will get active. Like they're they're expect not that it will that they're expecting it to get activated. Like they're you know they're they're looking at you know, for the long term without Raya. So I think there'd be a surprise if Arsenal suddenly turned around and didn't. Um, what I would say is that, like we're saying, like, you know, I wouldn't activate that thing. He is still statistically better than Ramsdale in a lot of areas for passing, for saves. You know, I was looking at the save stats yesterday and they are better. So it's just... It's weird. It's weird, though. When I think it about... It's weird. You it's know really what? weird. It's yeah. weird because when I think about what saves has he really made... I can't. I can't remember. I can't think. The, do you remember the, the Spurs save against Johnson where he jumps yeah. back across? I remember that. That that's the one that comes to mind. Yeah. But other um, than that, obviously there was an offside shot that he pushed onto the bar against Sevilla. Yeah, it was offside, but he still has to make save. that save. It yeah. was very good. Um, Everton, he didn't have to do anything. PSV had a couple of shots down low, which he saved. Chelsea had to save that one from Jackson. Um, that went obviously across him, he got down low to save it. Uh, but he's not had like, you know what I mean? He, yeah, yeah. You know, that save, been, the save yeah. of the season so far is Ramsdale against Brentford where he pushes it onto the post. That, that's the save of the season so far for an Arsenal perspective. Mm. Um, and I think you know, this conversation just isn't going to stop at the moment. And I think the problem is, is that when you sign two good goalkeepers and you do this the way that Arteta has done it, is mm. that you've created... You know, you've absolutely created this scenario. Like, yeah. if we'd have sold Ramsdale and brought in Raya, I don't think we'd be having this discussion. Yeah, I don't think not. that Raya would arguably be having the mistakes that he's got. I think he'd probably be calmer, you know, but there's it's all this true. talk about Ramsdale yeah. still being it. Do you remember when we sold Emmy Martinez and Ramsdale came in at right at the start? Emmy was doing brilliantly. Everyone was like, why have we sold Emmy and brought in Ramsdale? Like, we've not upgraded that position. I think we had in the long run, we proved yeah. to have upgraded it because it, the dynamic wasn't there in the same way. You know, it was Ramsdale and Turner, whereas we had, um, rather than having Ramsdale and Emmy, if we had both of them mm. and Ramsdale maybe was doing what Ray is doing now, it would have been like, you know, let's bring in, you know, let's bring in, uh, let's bring in Emmy because Ramsdale's not cutting it. So, but it's just, you know it's, what unfortunate, I mean? it's unfortunate. Like, I look at the situation now and I just don't think there's anything Ramsdale can do right now. No. To no. get back into the team. I mean, even if he has a blinder against West Ham. He's, he's, he's not going to play against Newcastle. No. Do you, do you think there's any chance he plays this weekend against Sheffield United because of the mistakes that Raya made against no. Sevilla? I thought about what you said the other day. And then I thought to myself, I said, yeah, Tom's right. Like, Arteta is stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> stubborn. Very, very stubborn. And he's not going to change his mind just because of the outside noise from the media, from fans. Arteta is the type of manager, if he makes a decision, more often than not, he sticks by that decision. And it could be debatable that at times it could be wrong. It could be right. But... If the situation continues to go how it has been going over the past few weeks, where there's a bit of edginess, there's a bit of nervousness, 
creeping in David Raya's game, he's going to end up making a howler. He's made one against Chelsea yeah. already, but I'm talking about a howler when he plays it into into the opposition's feet and they end up scoring because he's he's yeah. been close yeah. in a, on a few occasions to basically doing that, but he's just been lucky. And if he does that, there's you you you, you can see it's edging, yeah, it's yeah, creeping it's creeping towards towards that. But yeah, I feel sorry for Ramsell, nah, honestly, but. It's just, it's just one of those things. Yeah, uh, don't know. By the way, is in the is right in the chat. Uh, didn't we have Emmy and Leno got dropped? Um, we sold Emmy. We bought Ramsdale. Leno was the number two for that season after being dropped after the Man City game when we lost five nil. And like Ramsdale started really well, and so there wasn't yeah, any. I don't remember I mean. any talk about Leno, you know, regaining that spot or that you know that Arteta had made the wrong choice in dropping. That's the thing. That's the Leno. thing. If, if David Raya, after taking Aaron Ramsdale's number one shirt, if he was mm. playing at a very high level... No if he was doing what Ramsdale yeah. did when he first came in... No, there would be no discussion. No. But he's None not. Whatsoever. But he's not. But he's not He's not doing that. You know, he's not doing what Ramsdale did when he first came in. But the stats keep telling us that... Yeah, which is and I can't ignore those because, you know, I just, as yeah. a, a scholar of numbers, <laughs> you know, I, I can't help but always have to reference back and say that there are things that we miss because we are, as human beings, yeah. you know, we lean towards seeing certain things like those errors because we always look for the, the mistakes and things like that. But there are underlying positives that are going on that are more impressive and that the numbers, and I think that's what Arteta would probably be referencing in his behind the scenes meeting saying, you know, all the he'll be getting fed back what the reaction is, and he'll be saying, "Well, at the moment, you know, the numbers don't lie." You know, and across the course of a season, if you've got this many stats outperforming the other option, surely it's better to have that goalkeeper in. If it costs you a point or two, but overall wins you back more because the stats are better, that'll be the argument. But you're right; I think we're right in saying that. You know, if if Raya was doing what Ramsdale did when he first came in. I don't think we'd be talking about Ramsdale right now the same way that we weren't talking about Leno and that we weren't talking about Emmy Martinez. I mean, the one that ball's hitting his own face, which is glorious. But other than that, um, we're not talking about it. But yeah, I, I feel like I saw a comment in the chat. I don't know if it was also from Don't Know. Uh, it might have name. been. Someone said about like, he's not going to drop Raya until we stop talking about it, <laughs> which I don't know if I agree with, but I see the sentiment. Um yeah, let's let's see. Richard says the media is hype in this situation. Look how long the media have been going on about Balogun and it was a mistake to sell him, even with us sitting in such a good position. That we should point out we're also the media and we're not doing that. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I just think that there's Arsenal always an easy target, always ripe for controversy and, and debate. Um, what percentage chance would you give Ramsdale starting on on Saturday? Zero. <laughs> Really? Would you go a lower zero? You just think there's absolutely zero chance. I'd give it like ten percent. You know what? If if he put parry that ball into the net against Sevilla, you still then... think he would have not dropped him? Like, oh, I don't know. Like, I he don't surely know. He, he surely have to. Mm. What did you and make of he... the Ramsdale chance while Raya was playing? The fans love Ramsdale. Yeah, the yeah. fans love Ramsdale. I think they love his character, they love his personality, but mm. they they resonate with Ramsdale in a yeah. way. And I was hearing talk that I don't know whether it's true, but apparently the players are, are finding it a bit difficult. Um, 
they, they yeah he's really good yeah, mates of a lot, yeah. a lot of them and i wouldn't be surprised you see steeper's expression facial expression when R raya parried that ball who's who's expression salibas salibas saliba no I'll send you that. Saliba. I saw that. after he punched it. I saw a lot of the players go over to him and tap him on the back and stuff, like supporting him. So, you think they would have done that? You think they would have done that to Warden in the net? Um, you know, I wrote a piece uh, about Odegaard the other day. I said, you know, about the potential about him potentially, you know, losing his place to Havertz if if his form continues in whatever way. And uh, but I mentioned it about I asked Odegaard after the Everton game if Raya coming into the team meant that he now has got, got a fear for his position. And he was like, mm -hmm. yeah, of course, like the competition is it's very high. I think that, yeah, whilst there might be some questions from players, like maybe about why Reyes come in and stuff, especially when he's making those types of errors and things like that. But again, I think Arteta would just point to the stats and say, look, this is it's, it's proving to be, it, you know, what it is. I think, you know, we all know it's fairly obvious that Aaron's going to be struggling with this. He openly admitted to being, you know, suffering with this situation. I just hope that he is given a fair shot to yeah, prove himself exactly. back. Exactly. That's all. I think he deserves that, you know? And I look at all the games that Raya has played, and I honestly don't think the results would have changed if Ramsdale was in net in either direction, really. You know, in the sense of not like, um, you know, like Raya made a mistake against Spurs and he made that error against City and, you know, he made the error against Chelsea and he made the error against Sevilla. Not that Ramsdale wouldn't have made any errors, but like mm. I don't think that the difference between the keepers is so great yeah. that giving Ramsdale a chance just to stake his claim and show Arteta that he can improve as well and can match maybe the stats and change and develop in his way, you know, to be given that chance. The same way that Tommy Asu, yeah. you know, Arteta signs Zinchenko, Tommy Asu comes in and outperforms. Zinchenko, and for me, and I know probably for you and for others, Tommy Asu is probably our starting left back at the moment. Mm. You know, why can't Arteta be given that same opportunity to Ramsdale after what we have to admit has been some shaky you performances? You have to be so. Fair. I am sick of the conversation, though. I am. Every day for like the last one. I'm sure Arteta's sick of it as well, and he's sick of being asked about it. He was sick as soon as I asked a question like a month ago about it. So he'll probably you know, be asked again tomorrow. <laughs> well, I'm going to be in a press conference uh, in a couple of in a couple of weeks' time um, coming up. So uh, or the end of this month and the start of next month as well uh, for the Newcastle game. I'm definitely going to be in there. I think so. Yeah, let's. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to ask about yes. Raya. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do that. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Umar, thank you, mate, for your time this morning. Really appreciate it. No worries, bro. Much appreciated. So as I mentioned, uh, of course, at the start of today's show, if you're interested in the women's game or if you want to get more interested in the women's game, we've got a brand new publication uh, covering all things women's football. We've got a monthly magazine, um, which is all wall-to-wall -wall about the game and stuff like that. So including plenty of stuff about the Arsenal team, Jonas Ardevale's side. So make sure that you check it out with the link in the description if you haven't done so already. Um, have a fantastic day, week, evening, morning, wherever you happen to be in the world. Thank you for listening. Drop a like. We are closing in on that special 100K. So please subscribe if you haven't done so already. If you're watching on Facebook, hop over to YouTube, subscribe, help us on our way there. It would mean the absolute world. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll be back tomorrow morning, of course, and there'll be plenty of coverage building up to and following Mikel Arteta's press conference, which is tomorrow early afternoon. And then, of course, the game on Saturday, which I'll be in attendance for. So have a fantastic evening, and I'll speak to you very soon as well, Umar. And as always, 
keep following us down the Arsenal way. Whether it's the legendary Lionesses, grassroots or expert analysis of the women's leagues, Women's Football News has it all covered. A brand new monthly magazine packed with news, interviews and expert opinion. Don't miss Women's Football News. Pick up a copy today from participating retailers. Women's Football is here to stay and so are we.